Hello there, welcome to Revelation from the Heart podcast, bringing you timely teaching from the Word of God. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. I would love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. From there, you can access my social media links as well as join the mailing list and receive updates right to your inbox. Be sure to like my page on Facebook at Paula Cornett Ministries, follow me on Instagram, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Hello there, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today for Revelations from the Heart podcast. Your host, Minister Paulo Cornett. This is episode number 41. Well, I took a brief break for um, just, a, just, just last week. So I'm back and excited on teaching about the Holy Spirit. I mentioned to you in the previous episode that this is my favorite topic. One of my favorite topics in the Word of God. I just love the topic of the Holy Spirit. In fact, uh, I wanted to start the teaching on the Holy Spirit under the direction of the Holy Spirit, right in time for Pentecost. Pentecost Sunday was a couple of weeks ago. And for those of you that are Bible students and uh, in the Word of God, you know that Pentecost was, I like to say, the time when the presence of the Lord just invaded the life of the apostles, the disciples. And uh, God showed up in a mighty, mighty way. But that 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 happened in the book of Acts is not just a one-time occurrence, but... That God desires and wants for his children to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I want to talk today about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Before I begin to um, teach, let me begin with a word of prayer. Father God, I just thank you today. I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're right here with me, Father God, and with the listeners. And I thank you that you're leading and guiding my words, my thoughts in my voice. I thank you, Father God, that as we come to a greater understanding and knowledge of your precious Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, I thank you, Lord, that you are renewing and invigorating the lives of the listeners and strengthening their hearts, Lord. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for making yourself known, making yourself tangible, wherever they are today, Father God, that you reveal yourself in a great and mighty way. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I was, when I thought about, was just studying for uh, this message, this uh, episode, as I was reading and and studying, and like I said, I've studied about the Holy Spirit a lot, a whole lot, and in going back and just kind of refreshing, uh, you just learn so much more. God is so good, and his his word, it, we never can contain it all. And so we can study a topic and think we know everything that there is about a topic. And then a new revelation will pop out that we didn't see before. And so as I was thinking about this, um, we're going to go in John chapter 14. In this particular, uh, these are the last words that are heard by the disciples from Jesus. And it's interesting that he talked about the Holy Spirit. Now, for three years, the disciples, they walked with Jesus. He trained them. He taught them. He taught them how to cast out devils. He taught them how to heal, lay hands and heal the sick. They seen him face to face. They walked with Jesus. And so their hearts were just a little bit troubled because 
uh, Jesus was getting ready to, to make a departure. And um, so their hearts were troubled. So you just think about that when you have a loved one or someone that you're close to and you know that their time is coming to a close. And, you know, you just kind of get, they, they were humans, so they were definitely going to miss um, their friend. And so maybe today your heart may be troubled about some things. Well, Jesus, just as he comforted the disciples, he's here to comfort to you today as well. And so if your heart is troubled, if you're listening to this podcast and your heart is perhaps troubled about whatever, just begin to talk to the Holy Spirit and talk to the Lord and ask him to help your heart not to be troubled. And so he gives them consolation in the midst of this. And as I was thinking about this, I was thinking when I was in high school, my math teacher, an excellent, excellent math teacher, Miss Minan, uh, she left because she was she was pregnant. And so uh, in the middle of the semester, she was due to have her baby. But before she left, she let us know that she would be leaving, you know, dot dot time. And she would be out for, you know, her six weeks and she will be back. But she said, I'm going to leave another teacher for you. A substitute will be here in my stead. And so that example, it kind of pales in comparison to what Jesus did because what Jesus said, and you're going to find out here in a moment as we pull apart these words, was that he said to his disciples in John uh, 14, let's first, let's first, let's go to verse 18 and we're going to go, we're going to go back. But first of all, we're going to look here and he says in John 14, 18, I will not leave you like orphans. I will come to you. Or he says, in the King James Version, it says, I will not leave you comfortless. And so that word comfortless uh, is a Greek word, orphanos. If you listen to that, you get you hear where we get the word for orphan. And we all know what an orphan is. It's a child that is left without a mother or a father. But this word here, it was used in more of a broader sense. It was used to describe students who felt abandoned, deserted, forsaken, or discarded by their teacher. Either children abandoned by their parents or students forsaken by their teacher. So it's not only referring to a child, but it's also referring to a student and a teacher. So it could be it could depict one who feels deprived. And let me note that uh, the, the 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 definition of these Greek words they all come from our resources of Rick Renner's book, The Holy Spirit and You. It's a great book to get to get for yourself to read about the Holy Spirit. It's called Working Together as Heaven's Dynamic Duo. You can order it off of his website at renner.org. I definitely recommend it. It's something that you should add to your library, a good read. So Jesus says, he tells the disciples, you know, they're they're troubled, they're they're upset, they're they're like, what are we gonna do? Jesus is not gonna be with us anymore. But he says, Hey, rest assured, I'm not gonna leave you comfortless. I'm not gonna leave you. In other words, he was saying, I won't leave you like orphans. I'm reading from the New King James, and that's exactly how it reads. It says, I will not leave you like orphans. All right, so he's giving them consolation even in the midst of this situation. He's giving them consolation. Now, let's go up to verse 16, and he says that, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. All right, and notice how last week that I talked about how the Holy Spirit, he is a person. He's not an it. He's not something that's, uh, he, is a, he is a person. He, he's not a person that we can see. He's a spirit person. So we can't see him. He's not made up of flesh and bone like we are. But he is a person. He can be grieved. He can be, um, he can, he, he can, he, he's with us 
everywhere we go. So everything that we do, the Holy Spirit is there. Okay, he convicts us of things. We're going to find out the, the things that the Holy Spirit does. He's our counselor. He's our helper. And he's the very presence of God himself. All right. So he says here in verse 16, he says that I will pray the Father. And this word prayer, it means to make an earnest request based on a preferred position. So this is very interesting to note that this is a legal word. That generally was used in the gospel to describe Jesus's prayer life. So the word for prayer was a legal term that was used. Okay, so Jesus was going to present a case to the Father on behalf of the disciples. So he's going before the Lord and say, "Hey, look, they're upset that I'm leaving. We're gonna, I'm gonna pray. I'm, I'm gonna ask. You know, he's gonna pray. He's asking God, what are we gonna do about this? All right. And so this word, um." And he will give you another help, or he shall give. The Holy Spirit is a gift to you and me and to the church from the Father, from Father God. Okay, so we don't have you don't have to work for a gift. A gift is just received. You just receive it. You can enjoy the benefits of that gift. So, for example, my mom, she has um, her insurance. And she wasn't aware of some of the benefits that were with associated with her insurance. One of the benefits that she had is that she was entitled to a free Fitbit. And so one of the representatives called her and went over the stuff that she was entitled to. And they said, did you know that, that you have a free Fitbit that, that's, you know, on your account that hasn't been redeemed? And she was like, oh, no, I wasn't aware of that. And so they sent it out to her. And if she never would have opened it up, and put it on she never would have been able to enjoy the ease or you know what that fitbit brings many times people can receive gifts and they never open the contents well it's the same with the holy spirit there are people christian people all over the world that have this gift that they're unaware of they just haven't opened it up so god wants us to open up our gifts and enjoy them all right because the holy spirit is here to help us to navigate in this world okay so many believers they are unaware of the gift of the holy spirit living on the inside he'll be your counselor he'll be your guide he'll be your heavenly coach and he will help you to live in this life acts 2 and 38 the gifts the gift of the holy spirit was given and you have to any gift that, that is given you have to receive it you have to receive the gift. You have to receive the gift. You have to open up the contents. And the same is true with the Holy Spirit. So what do I do? You ask him, Father God, thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it, I, I like to think about it like this. Here's another example that if you have a, a debit card and they send you a new debit card, uh, before you can start to use that new debit card, you have to do something. You have to activate it first, right? You got to either call that number that they have on that little sticker and, and, and set up that new card. All right. It's, it's there. It's yours. But if you don't activate it, you won't be able to use it. And that's the same way with the Holy Spirit. You have to, he has to be, you got to activate that in your life. So then you're able to use it and hit say, well, how does he work? He talks to just like I'm talking to you. He talks to me, but it, it's something, it's, it's an inner knowing. And you get to the point where the more time that you spend with him, the more that you recognize his voice. And so then you're not wondering, is that me? Is that you know exactly when it's the Holy Spirit when He's leading you to do something? There have been times when I've uh, misplaced my keys, and I'm looking and searching, and 
And I paused and I said, hold on, wait a minute. I got someone that, that, that can help me with this. And I said, Holy Spirit, show me where my keys are. And he may say, go into the bedroom. Look in the second drawer. Just like that. I'll go in there, look in that drawer. There they are. Or he, it might not even be. Sometimes it just says, they're in your room. It might say, behind the picture. You know, just like that. You will begin to recognize his voice and his leading. All right? His leading you. So, the Bible says here, it says, um, and he will give you another helper. So, this is interesting. The word another, there are two different words that you can use for this word another. There's a word allos, and it means another of the same kind, identical, just like the other. Okay? And then there's another word called heteros, where we get the word for a heterosexual. Okay, and this is another of a completely different sort. So Jesus didn't use this word heteros. He used this word allos. So he, when he says, I'm sending you another, I'm sending you an allos, one of the same kind, identical, just like the other. If you have this, you have me as well. So the Holy Spirit is Jesus himself with us on the inside, everywhere we go. That's amazing, okay? So Jesus was going to pray and ask the Father to send someone just like him in every way. So if you have the Holy Spirit, it's just the same as Jesus being right there because you are because they are identical in every way. Jesus was so successful in his ministry because he listened to the leading of the Holy Spirit every single time so he had a hundred percent success every single time he listened to the holy spirit the leading of the holy spirit what the holy spirit told him to do i told you just like in doing the things that i do i've never done a podcast before i i couldn't i i I never did that all i know is that the lord prompted my heart and wants you to do a podcast so i said okay show me how to do it well it's like the things just began to fall into my lap. Show me exactly how to do it. And the graphics, I've never done that stuff. I've never taken a class for that. These are things that the Holy Spirit has taught me. So when people ask me, who does your podcast or how did you? I said, me and the Holy Spirit. Because that is truly who does it, me and the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I'm sitting here and the Holy Spirit, I say, Holy Spirit, I don't know what to say. I, I don't know what to say. And he'll, it'll start to just come out. He'll give me exactly what to say. Or Holy Spirit, I, I, don't, I don't know what, how to do this or how to lay this out. And he'll begin to show me how to do this. He'll begin to show me how to lay this out. So Jesus, he only did what he saw the Father do. He didn't do his own thing. See, when you, when you give your heart to God and you give your life to him, your life is not your own. Now, everybody that has confessed Christ as their Savior hasn't done this. When you make Jesus your Lord, you're saying, it's not what I want to do, Lord, but it's what you want to do. I shared with you last week how I was going out on the Saturday to run some errands, and um, I had my plans where I was going to go. I had no plans of going to uh, CVS, the the drugstore here, the pharmacy here. Had no, no plans on doing that, but... Uh, the prompting of the Holy Spirit said, I want you, to, want you to go in there today. Went in there, and there was a lady, the cashier that was there. I'm familiar with her. I see her in there, see her in there quite often. I've, you know, 
just general conversation with her. I noticed she had uh, some type of sleeve on her on her wrist. Before I could even think, uh, she was ringing me up and I asked her, I said, what happened to your wrist? She began to tell me how she had, um, oh, what was that that she told me? I, the story was more fresh a couple weeks ago, but she began to tell me how she had um, something going on with the wrist. I want to say, I think it was arthritis. And um, it was real painful, really bad. She'd been out for a month with the pain and she had just had some cortisone shots and was waiting for the results, but she was in, in some pain. And she began to describe and tell me, so I began to have compassion for her. And I'm listening to see what the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit said, I want you to pray for her. So without even thinking that here I am in a store and you want me to pray for this lady, God orchestrated it so that there was nobody in the store or that's the way it looked, but me and this woman. And so I asked, I thought, my thoughts was like, well, how am I going to transition this? How am I going to ask her, you know, is she a believer? I don't know where she stands. So he's told me this, what he said. He said, ask her, does she believe in the power of prayer? And so when I asked her that, she said, yes. And I said, well, can I pray for you right now? She threw her hands out and I put, put my hands in her hands and I just prayed a simple prayer of faith and asked God to strengthen her and comfort her. And when I got done, I mean, it was not like it was like, no, I didn't, I didn't feel fire from heaven or anything like that. But I know that virtue, I could sense that virtue was going into her. And so I said to her, she was, well, she, after I got done praying, she said, I have never, ever had anybody pray for me like that ever before. I've prayed for people, but I have never had anybody pray for me like that before. And so I, I was so happy that I had listened to the yielding of the Holy Spirit because God was able to use me to be a blessing to somebody else. And see, our life is not about, if you're going to really flow and operate in the power of God, and God intends for us to, it's not, the power of God is not just for preachers and teachers and evangelists, it's for everyday people. If you're a believer, the Bible says, the believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. All right, so if you're a believer, you should be laying your hands on the sick and you should be seeing some results. See, when you live, you let your life be governed by the Holy Spirit. It's exciting. Some of you may be feeling like your life is just kind of brittle and just mundane and the same old, same old. Well, you need to get a refreshing of the Holy Spirit so that your life can have that excitement. I love functioning and operating with the power of the Holy Spirit. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the spontaneity of the Holy Spirit because you just, you never know. Now, some people like things to be, you know, just very, when the, whenever I have a meeting, I have a plan. It's good to have a plan and we have a, a program, you know, set a way we're going to, how we're going to do things. And I always go over it with the team. This is what we're going to do. And I always put at the bottom, anything is subject to change due to the leading of the Holy Spirit. So uh, we may be singing three songs. Well, the Holy Spirit may um, interject and touch my heart to sing more songs. Sorry about that. My phone is going off i usually unplug it but it's going off today um let me unplug that real quick but the leading of the holy spirit the holy spirit he knows what he wants to do he knows what he's gonna do and he knows what needs to be done and sometimes you may be thinking you should go this direction but the holy spirit takes it a whole nother direction and i just love to see when he does that so he was telling his disciples that i'm gonna leave you somebody just like me jesus only did what he saw the father do if you want to know what's, what it, what is in God's will to do, uh, look at what Jesus did. 
Did Jesus heal the sick? Yes. So it's God's will to heal. Did did, did Jesus, um, did he cast out devils? Yes. So it is God's will to cast out devils. Did Jesus comfort people? Yes, he comforted people. It's God's will to, to comfort people, okay? So Jesus only did what the Father does. So he was our example here on this earth. Jesus represented like no other. He represented God the best way, like nobody else could. So if you see Jesus, or if you saw Jesus, then you saw the Father. And the Holy Spirit perfectly represents Jesus in every way. In every single way. Some reference scriptures for you to read. John 14 and 26, you can write that down. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name... He will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance all things that I said to you. Sometimes if I'm stumped on something, Holy Spirit, bring to my remembrance. Bring to my remembrance what that is. Bring to my remembrance. And John 15 and 26 says, But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. So this is the word where it's talking about the Helper or the Comforter. All right, the King James Version says comforter. I probably should have got my King James um, Bible out so that I could read it from uh, the King James. And John 16 and 7, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper or the comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. So in order for him to come, Jesus had to go away. All right, and it's so much better because Jesus was just one person, but the Holy Spirit is omnipresent. He's everywhere all at the same time, okay? So he, he's more than just one. So this word comforter, let's deal with this word real quick as we come to a close. You can look at those, you can look at those uh, scriptures, John 14, 26, 15, 26, and John 16 and 7. Four times Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as the comforter, as the helper. What was Jesus saying? Well, let's look at what this word comforter means. It's a Greek word, parakletos. And I'm going to read this right out of, 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 of uh, the Holy Spirit in you by Rick Renner because it was just so meaty that um, I wanted to read it right out of here. All right. So it's a Greek word, parakletos, and it's compounded of two words. Let me see where it has it at. Okay. Hold on just a second. I thought I had it marked. All right, parakletos is also used from time to time to denote a personal counselor or advisor. This is the picture of a coach who instructs his students and apprentices in the affairs of education, business, or life. Just as a coach interacts with his pupils, a parakletos would draw close to those under his care to encourage, exhort, urge, counsel, and teach them how to do a better job. All right, so... Is the word John 14 to see the word comforter is taken from the Greek word parakletos. It was the first it was first used in a legal sense to denote one who pleaded a case for someone else in a court of law. It described a helper or an assistant who was already always ready and on standby to help, assist, and strengthen. The Amplified Bible may best translate the word comforter with its very nuances of meaning. John 14 and 16 in the Amplified Bible says that I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby, that he may remain with you forever. 
All right. And so the, the, the Holy Spirit's job is to come alongside of us. He comes closely alongside of us for the sake of helping us, for the sake of coaching us, for the sake of comforting us. And the work of the Holy Spirit, it continues, it still continues today. He comes alongside of us to help us, to instruct us, to teach us, to bring to our remembrance. The Holy Spirit has a calling, okay? The Holy Spirit remains close by us. He's with us all the time. So he's called to be with us at all times. So that kind of makes you kind of makes you more aware when you do things, certain things. So he's there when you uh tell that well that lie. He's there when you uh do things that are dishonest. He's there when you're worshiping God, when you're serving God. He's there and you think you're all by yourself. You're never alone because the Holy Spirit is always right there. The Holy Spirit has a calling. He provides strength encouragement he urges us he beseeches us and he empowers us to defeat the enemy and number three the holy spirit has a job assignment his job assignment is to convict us of sin he convinces us that that god has made us righteous he empowers us for the work of ministry in order to do the work of ministry, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. You cannot do things. And if you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit, then what you're doing is things in your own human effort and you will tire out quickly. There's no way in this world, when I look at my schedule and all the things that I have to do, I say sometimes, how in the world did I complete all these tasks? And God just gets sometimes throughout doing I say, Father, give me strength to get this done. Give me strength to complete this. And you know what? A strength just hits me where I'm able just to make it through and finish it, finish what I need to do. So he, he, the Holy Spirit, he also imparts spiritual gifts, the spiritual gifts that God has given us for the, for the working of the body of Christ. Uh, God has given these to the church. He's given these, these are ours. These are ours. These are ours. These are ours to take. All right. He teaches us the scripture. As I'm reading the word, I pray, Father God, reveal, give me revelation knowledge. And I'll ask the Holy Spirit, well, what does that mean? Or he may say, look up this place. Or he may say, study that a little deeper. Or look into that a little more. Or things jump off the page. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to say, hey, look at that. Take, a, take, take that in more. And then there's times when I meditate on, I might, might read a portion of scripture. And I'm not talking about this new age type of meditation, okay? So when I say meditate, don't. Don't, don't think I'm going out to meditate is, is a godly principle. It's a godly thing. And that is just means just to roll over in your mind, to roll over. And actually it means to mutter to yourself. Okay. So when I'm meditating on the scripture, I'm muttering it to myself. And then as I mutter it, it's like you're chewing on it. And as I chew on it, then I swallow and I digest it. And then it gets on the inside of me and it becomes a part of me. It becomes a part of me that it's not just mere words on a page, but that it's mine for the taking. And when I repeat it back or I say it back, I say it back with power because it's truth to me. And I'm passionate about it because I believe it and I know it's the truth. So the Holy Spirit works through us to touch others. Just like I was at that place and the Holy Spirit worked through me. It was not me. If I was doing what I wanted to do, I wouldn't even went by there. But it was the Holy Spirit working through me to touch this woman okay and he is right alongside of us to tell us what to do in every situation there are things that i have asked the holy spirit 
to help me with where I have not had no formal training or education in a certain area or subject. And the Holy Spirit will reveal and open that thing up. Sometimes it's, it's, it's just really, it is every time, it's really amazing. Because the Holy Spirit, He wants to help you. I told you last year I did a teaching on Pentecost. And um, the Holy Spirit told me to do it. Said it's, it's, you need to put a video on YouTube. And I said, well, what am I going to talk about? Well, talk about Pentecost. Talk about Pentecost. So I got one of my messages out and refreshed it. Tweaked it a little bit. And taught the message that we have this power. And so I, I sent it to to some people. Posted it on YouTube. And so I got a call later on that afternoon. And I shared this in the last episode. But I'm sharing this again. And as I'm sharing these, I'm sharing these about myself. From my own life. To let you see and know that this stuff is, it happens, you know, this is not something from someone else, but this is from my very own life, okay, life experiences. I'm using myself as an example. So I got a call from a lady that I know, and um, she says to me, I say, how are you doing? And she says to me, I want what you have. I knew exactly what she was talking about because I knew I had sent her the, the, the YouTube video. So I said, well, okay. And uh, she said, I've been praying. And I've been reading about the Holy Spirit, and I want I want the Holy Spirit. I want that power. And I said, well, it's definitely yours. It's available to you. And she said, I've been fasting. She's been fasting for quite some time, and so she was ready. All right? She was ready. And I thought, well, I'll probably have to pray. I might have to follow up with her or whatever like that. So I said, well, let's let's pray right here, right here, right now. And this was, you know, COVID, so we couldn't go to really nobody's house or anything like that. So, hey, God works right through the phone. So I prayed for her. Power of God came on that woman and she began to speak in, in, in other tongues. And it was, I was shocked somewhat. And, uh, she, the joy of the Lord just came over her and, uh, it's like, it, it just put some spark in her life. And so the Holy spirit comes alongside to tell us what to do. And everything. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say, but when I asked the Holy spirit, I'm listening to him. Tell me what to do. Tell me how to pray for this woman. Tell me what to say. And he told me exactly what to say. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will also tell you in certain situations to leave people alone. Sometimes I'm learning that people don't want to be healed. Sometimes people don't believe in healing. And if you don't believe, you won't receive. And so it's a waste of time. Sometimes people have been in the condition that they're in for so long that to, to get healed would mean that their lives would change, that they would have to do something. And they like some people like to be, you know, in the condition that they are. And so when they do, there's really nothing that, you know, the God's not going to make you or anything like that. I have to pray that, that, that God just, just work on their heart and get them to the place that they need to be to believe for their hearing. Sometimes people have unforgiveness, bitterness in their heart that hinders their healing. And so in those instances, God has to deal with that person as well. And so, you know, in terms of healing, and I'll probably do a teaching on healing at some point in time, because my eyes have been open to a lot more things, um, about healing that I, as a younger Christian and minister that I thought, but now through experience and learning different situations, every situation is different. And um, all God tells us to do is to pray for the sick, to lay hands on them and they shall recover. I found out that the word recover, um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean, sometimes it's instantaneous, but there's two types of, sometimes it's instantaneous, but majority of us see healings that are over time. And a person is healed gradually over time. I've seen some instantaneous healings. And then I've seen some that have been like, I've prayed for the person. Then a couple years later or 
sometime later, you know, they, they call in with the praise report or what have you. And then there's times when I've been praying for a person right before my eyes and I see them uh, healed right before my eyes. And so um, all I know is that the Holy Spirit is right there alongside of us to tell us what to do in every situation. So sometimes if, you know, you're stumped or you need help, whatever, stop and pray and say, Holy Spirit, help me. You're getting overwhelmed just with, 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 with things in life. Holy Spirit, help me to calm down. Help me to calm down. And sometimes the Holy Spirit will say just this magical word to me that is not real. It's not a spiritual word, but it's something that's so very vital. He'll say, get some rest. He'll tell me, he'll say, get some rest. Go, go sit down and relax and do something. You know, not no podcast or not. Go get some rest. And he's telling me that so my body doesn't get worn down so that I'm, I'm ready for, for the fight. Now, your most important relationship in the world is your relationship with the Holy Spirit. And just like with any relationship, in order for your relationship to be strong, you got to spend time with the person. You got to spend time with the person. The more time that you spend with the person, getting to know that individual, there's more things that you know about them. My mother and I, we built a house together, and so we do a lot of things together. And um, she's, she's, my, she's my buddy. She's my BFF. And I uh, thank God for her. And so from spending so much time with her, I know the things that she likes. And so even if she weren't here and I'm fixing dinner, I would know how to fix her food the way that she likes it. So that when she came in, it would be prepared. I would know what she wanted to drink because I spent time with her. And somebody may say, well, I'm going to fix her some tea. Well, no, she doesn't. She likes tea, but she just kind of can't drink it. So she would rather have, you know, a water or, you know, whatever. I could tell you what she wanted. All right. And also from spending time with her being in her presence, I know her voice. Her voice is familiar to me. And so just like my mother's voice is familiar to me, so the voice of the Holy Spirit should be familiar to us as well. And the days and time that we're living in, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. There will come a point in time when you won't be able to make it without the Holy Spirit. That's why so many people are in deception and delusion today. Because they have not listened and heeded to the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will tell you exactly what's going on. He'll show you exactly what's going on. He'll let you know when it's a lie. He'll let you know when, you know, that's the truth. He'll let you know when stuff is, you know. And most of the people that I found that have not been, you know, like believe the lie are people that research. People that just take what others say for face value and don't do any investigation or research, no further research, that's not good. That's not good. You should always look into things. And especially before you put anything into your body, you should always look, look into it, weigh the facts, pray about it. And the Holy Spirit, he'll tell you what to do. He might tell you, everybody else may be doing it, he may tell you, don't do that. He may tell you something that everybody else might not be doing, he may tell you to do that. So you have to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit for yourself. We're going to close today and I'm excited for the conclusion of, uh, well, not the conclusion, but I'm excited about the upcoming um, podcast because we're going to have start having a few guests on. And so I'll be recording a podcast uh, next week with a mighty man of God. And so be looking for those updates. So I want you all to be sure to support him. Just a mighty man of God that moves in the power of God. 
and the things of God. And so um, seeing miracles manifested commonplace. In fact, miracles in the life of a believer should not be, you know, like hit or miss. We should be seeing miracles and the manifestation of God's power uh, through our lives all the time. All the time. And so you just have to yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. So we're going to close with a word of prayer. Thanking God today. Maybe you need to be refreshed by the power of the presence of the Holy Spirit wherever you are. If you can, if you're in your car, this might not be a good idea to do this. You might want to pull over on the side of the road because I'm going to just require you just to lift your hands. You may be in your office. You may be in your bedroom. You may be uh, in your kitchen. You may be somewhere. You may be feeling overwhelmed. You may be feeling anxious. You may be feeling just fearful because of things that are happening and transpiring and taking place. Well, rest assured, my friend, if you're in Christ... You have nothing to fear, nothing to worry about because God will take care of us. No, I don't know what lies ahead. But one thing that I do know is as a believer that I trust that God will make it all right. And I know and believe that if it gets too bad, that he's coming back to get us. Amen. And I just want to make sure that I'm in that number, but not only myself, but also you as well. So if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, this may be the first time that you're listening to this podcast and you just feel the convicting presence of the Lord. You thought you were just clicking just to hear a nice, lovely message about a wonderful person called the Holy Spirit, but you realize something deeper that I really don't know God. I haven't given my life to God. Well, if that's you, I want to just you to say this simple prayer with me. All it takes is just you opening your mouth and making a confession. Father God, I come to you right now realizing that I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a Savior. I ask you to come and fill my heart Fill my heart with your presence and I give my life to you. Forgive me for the sins that I've committed and I ask you to wash me clean. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Maybe you're listening today and you may be backslidden. Maybe your walk with the Lord has become stale and it's become in need of refreshing. You know, just as water refreshes and quenches our thirsts, the presence of the Holy Spirit, he brings refreshing. Ooh, I just feel his presence all in this. Remember the time I talk about the Holy Spirit, I just, it's just something powerful happens. You know, he just loves when you talk about him. Yes, Holy Spirit, I thank you, Lord, that you're able to transcend time, space, and distance. That I can sit right here in my office in a whole other part of the world and touch the world from where I'm at. So, Lord, I thank you that you're touching the world with this podcast, that you're touching the world with my voice, Lord. I thank you for those that are all over this world, Father God, for your children, your church is everywhere. And I thank you that as your people, Father, that you can that you continue to strengthen our hearts in these times that we're living in. I thank you for the refreshing presence of your Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit to overtake, to flood. Lift your hands wherever you are if you can, to flood every heart, to flood every home. Thank you for bringing peace which passes all understanding. Thank you for sweeping like a mighty river. In the hearts, I thank you, Father God, for your fire. I thank you for your fire, Lord God. I thank you that you set us ablaze, Lord God. I thank you for those that need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, that you do that right now. If you need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, just begin to let that heavenly language roll off your lips and just be refreshed in the presence of the Lord. I remember one time, all of a sudden, I was I was, I was sitting in my room, laying in my bed, and just this heaviness came over me. Like, what in the world is this heaviness that has come over me? And about three minutes later, my mom comes in the room and she says, come on, we just need to get up and pray in the Holy Ghost. She didn't know that I had this this this, this heaviness. So I just started praying in the Holy Ghost, just started praying in tongues and 
praying and reading. You know, sometimes when you first start out, it's kind of like, uh. I, but then when I really got into it, I felt that heaviness lift. I felt it lift. And so there's times when there will be a heaviness that may come or that, you know, we just need to just, just let that heavenly language roll off our lips. If you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and you desire that gift, ask the Lord. Open up that package and say, Father God, I receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You say, well, what do I what do? I do? Just receive it. Just receive it. And once you receive it, you just begin to thank God. Begin to thank him. Thank him. Thank him in English. Begin to thank him. Father, I thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. I, I receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And just as you're speaking in English, just let that heaven, just come, just let whatever comes, just, oh, just let the presence of the Lord fill your heart, fill your room and fill your life and be encouraged and strengthened and know that in the end, my friends, we win. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to join me next week. I'm excited about my special guest. He may be on next week or the week after, but he's going to be on very, very soon this month talking about the power of Pentecost. It's going to be a fire message. You might want to let somebody know because it's, it's going to be fire. I'm just really fired up and excited. Remember the words in Romans 10 and 17, I believe it is. That, what does it say? I don't forgot. Did it slip my mind? Holy Ghost, bring it back to my remembrance. In Jesus' name, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Be sure to, be sure to study the word of God this morning and read your Bible this week. Read your Bible for yourself this week. Don't just read books, but read the Bible. Read the Word of God. Because in it, it gives us everything that's going to take place and go on. So if you know what happens, you're, there's no need to fear because it's already in the book. So be encouraged. I'll see you next week. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Thank you.